Okay, so welcome. Here we are for Writers Retreat September. We have a few other people who we believe are coming, but I think we should go ahead and get started for because people might have time pressures. Uh, so I am Deborah Kendrick, and we're a small group. So um, I know that at least two of you have good news. So I'm going to begin again and say, let's each introduce ourselves. And if you have any news related to writing, go ahead and share that. Um, so I'm Deborah Kendrick. I'm currently in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, I, um, I did do something kind of different um, these last few weeks. Someone sent me information about a, a grant that she thought would suit my interests, and it did indeed. And um, it was very complicated, and I was getting the information when there was very little time left to apply. But I scrambled, and I did it, and I got my application in. And this most interesting thing, I, I spent all of my waking hours available on it for about 10 days. Oh. And the thing that's most gratifying, and this is going to sound silly, but I got it in on time and I don't care if I get it or not. I'm so <laughs> pleased with myself. That doesn't sound silly. I, I'm happy that I did it. I'm happy yeah. that I worked through the process of getting all the pieces together to submit. And if I don't get it, I don't get it, but I, but I did it. And um, so the submission was Tuesday morning and oh, very last minute, I was agonizing over how to do request receipt because I don't usually do that. But I, I did and I got the message, the report that it had been received. But yesterday I got an actual personal message from the grant director of this grant saying uh, this is to inform you that your proposal was received sincerely so you know it's mm -hmm. kind of like a form yeah. letter but but that's okay you know I'm, yeah I'm, well, I'm it's comforting to know they at least got it yeah yeah so so but i i honestly there's a part of me that kind of will be happier if i don't get it because if i get it i have to do the work i proposed and <laughs> <laughs> So, right now, you can live with the satisfaction. That's right. So I, I, I assume you, you can't really talk about it until you know whether you got the grant. Uh, yeah. I mean, basically, it's it's a, a year long, and my proposal was a series of of um, podcasts strung together okay. with blog posts. So, okay, yeah. yeah. But, but if I don't get the grant, I probably won't do that project. I'll just do something else because that's, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah. Okay, so um, so Sally, you already told a couple of us, but go ahead and, and tell your good news again. Introduce yeah, yourself. Um, I don't usually write for publication um, except for a lot of things I did as an occupational therapist and as a librarian. And I also have been a book reviewer for animal magazines for years and years. So what I have done for 
online writing groups has been kind of for myself, and I just kind of hand them over to people, you know, if they're in a certain situation and can get some help or support from a poem, that's good. That, that to me, is what I wanted to do. But that wasn't enough for a couple people who read my work, like Deborah and Deanna. Um, they pushed me to do something else with it. So I got together about 30, 35 poems and probably about seven or eight prose pieces, short prose pieces, contacted Leonor and David Dvorkin, and they are going to help me publish it later this year. Right now, I'm getting everything in the order I want it, and um, it's going to be called Peonies in Winter, A Journey Through Loss, Grief, and Healing. So, um, you know, you, you, you all shame me into it. So thank you. <laughs> Can't wait. And for those who don't know you, tell us you are Sally who from where? I mean, I know, but. Thank you. Um, and just just to tell you that people can write anywhere. I wrote the first poem I wrote in about 40 years in a dentist chair a couple months after my mother died. I was getting a crown impression made. And, you know, I didn't have anything to do. I couldn't read the magazines. No, I didn't like the music. So I started to play around with words and put them down. And that was the first thing I wrote. I thought, this isn't bad. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, that that's high praise for me. So, um, yeah, I went on from there with a lot of encouragement from all of you. So thank okay. you. Yeah. And that is Sally Rosenthal, and you're in Philadelphia, right? Right. Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. Mary? I'm Mary Highland from Columbus, Ohio. And just recently... I became the latest contributor to the Our Special magazine, which is a magazine for and by blind women. And um, I must admit, I I knew about this magazine a long time ago and um, never really subscribed, but then um a dear friend uh made it possible for me to um apply to be a writer for the magazine and and I was accepted and I I'm thrilled uh this is the first it's, it doesn't pay very much but I'm getting paid for it and I'm I'm so excited it's for some I've been paid for for my writing in many many years so I mean uh and it's um you know short pieces like a thousand words or less and uh every two months so I need to write uh six pieces um per year um and I, I think that's going to be pretty much a piece of cake, um, at least at first, until I run, run out of ideas. But I've got a I've got a, at least a year's worth of ideas rolling around in my head. So, oh, that's great! Uh, yeah, and it's something I never would have thought of, except that 
um, my, my friend, uh, you know, put my name in the hat, so to speak. So that was good. Well, um, by way of full disclosure, I'm just going to say that friend was me and, um, I'm so, (laughs) so glad that, and, and I'll do a little commercial for the magazine because, um, I've been writing for them for about a year, year and a half. And um, back in the day when when I was young and a young mom and had little kids, or even before I had little kids, I think, I subscribed to that magazine. And I remember really, really loving it because we had so little information back then. And I remember it was so thrilling to me to get this magazine in Braille and know that all these articles were written by blind women. And I didn't know any blind women and it was so thrilling to me. And so I, I, I like the idea to, to think that now we could be inspiring young blind women. Somewhere. Young. <laughs> you know, like in the same way that maybe there'll be yeah. some women who, think, boy, I'd like to write. And, and then, oh, wow, what yeah. do you know? There are some people already doing that. So anyway, yeah, I, so congrats, Mary. It's very cool. Well, thank very you. Cool. And I would have mentioned your name, but I didn't know if you wanted me to. Yeah, that's totally oh. okay. Because it gave me a chance to do a commercial for the magazine. Because I I think not enough people know about it. Um, right. And it's, it's cheap. You can get it in Braille or lots of downloadable formats from national braille press it's 15 bucks a year so it's a pretty good deal how long have have you been writing for them um, probably a year and a half Uh uh-huh yeah they they asked me right after i finished that second book for them so i think that was march Oh, so can I tell one more little story about that, uh, Deborah? Yeah. About my, well, when I, when I was speaking with the editor, um, she wanted someone to write about products um, that maybe we, as blind women, wouldn't know were on the shelves because we don't have the opportunity to, to browse. And as we talked, all of a sudden she said, I don't think you're right for this article for this column. And it it, it kind of was like a slap in the face. But then in the next breath, she said, if you could write about anything you wanted, anything at all, what would it be? And I said, almost immediately, outdoor activity. And she said, I love it. So that was, I, I like that story. I, I, I like that. I like telling yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. So Becky, the torch well, has come to you. I don't really have any news, but I was thinking about our special and uh, how many years ago I read it. And um, I'm glad to hear that Mary or, and that Deborah, that you're both writing for it. I haven't looked at it in a long, long time, but now I think I will just because I want to read what you guys wrote. Well, there you go. You were probably reading it back when I was because we were doing yep. a lot of the same stuff. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. So, okay. But for those who don't know you, you're Becky who, and where are you? I'm Becky who? No, I'm Becky <laughs> George from California. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's see. Um, I'm having technical difficulties. Let's see. Okay. So who's 19, 20, who's 928? Oh, that's me. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, hi. So, okay. My name is, my name is Elantra. I'm in Arizona. Oh, yes. Hello. Welcome. Hi. And what is your name? I'm Deborah Kendrick. So you're the person that your friend Nikki just called us about to, that you needed some help. Yeah. Yes. But okay. Yeah. I had the okay. wrong ID, but I, I got the right one. Uh, but I, I, I think I misunderstood. I thought this was a book club. I didn't realize it was a writer's group. It's a so, writer's group, yes. Oh, okay. I'm not really a writer. I did write a book a few years ago, but I'm not really a, like a regular writer. You can be so, a regular writer, too. What? You can be an irregular writer, too. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Would you, yeah, like to I know. Tell, would you like to tell us about the book that you wrote? Well, sure. It's it's about you know my disability and um, it, it, well, I, I, it's called Silicon Injury: Memoir of a Life and of a Spiritual Journey. So, it's about what I went through with my disability and with my spiritual journey. Um, and you know, I've been disabled for oh, I don't oh, thirty three years now. And um, so, I just wrote the book so that people could understand you know what I went through because it's. It's kind of an, it's very unusual disability. Not too many people have what I have. And um, it's very variable from person to person. And I had a really rough time of it. So I wrote that. Uh, and um, and that, that was really all I wanted to write because, you know, I wanted my family, my friends, people to understand what I went through and what I was going through. But... I'm not really into writing. I mean, in the past, I've written articles as well for different newsletters and things like that. But I'm not really into doing that right now. Okay. Um, well, well, this is a writer's group. And, um, I mean, you are more than welcome to stay. Uh, but if what you're more interested in are book groups, then your same friend who got this notice, you can ask her. Alan sends out lots and lots of book group invitations. There are several book groups that Accessible World right. hosts as well. So, Right, um, right. Okay, yes, I, I know about some of those. Um, okay, well, thank you very okay. much. Yeah. This is Nikki. Before, before you leave, Elantra, Elantra does not have a computer and she uses a landline. So how can she get the information? for the different programs. I've, I've given her the information for all the programs I could find. From a good um, but, friend like you, that's the only way that they're distributed is by email. Okay. Um, okay. So, but I, I think, I think there are something like 10 book groups that Ellen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now he, he sent you this message again while we were talking here, right? Yes, he did. So, 
I will just make it a point to tell him to be sure that you're added to his list and that he sends you all the, the other book clubs. Cause Great. There yeah. Cause so I got knocked of off a couple of times because I had AT&T and so I missed some of the stuff. Okay. And so I was able to get back on other people were having that problem too. So thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. I okay. really appreciate it, but I'm going to stay on and listen. Okay. 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 So, um, okay. thank you. I don't, uh, let's see. And what's, you said you're in San Francisco, right? Nikki. Yeah, she is. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're kind of uh, kind of right up the road there from Miss Becky. Down the road. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I put myself oh, yeah. on mute. And, I, and where does Becky live? Oh, Becky. Yeah. I think you're the treasurer of of the... Uh, nope. No, you're not. Okay, you're a different. Treasurer of nothing. Where do you... Who, is <laughs> who are you? I'm sorry. I missed your name. Who, me? Yes. Oh, my name is Nikki. And... Um, I've been a member of the CCB San Francisco chapter for oh. about 22 years. Ah, okay. And, uh, and I recently, just in January, I got involved with all this, all this um, Zoom stuff and all these ah. different programs. Thanks to Larry Gassman, who was doing a CCB chat on a Friday afternoon. And he mentioned old time radio and I just flew into it. <laughs> That's how I got here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So there you have it. And I've enjoyed everything that I've been involved in so far. So thank you very much. Okay. Well, um, so welcome, Nikki, to, to stay or not stay. And, and I'll be sure and tell Alan to get you on the list for the, the book clubs. So um, it, is there anyone that I missed? I don't think there is, but I'm having a little technical difficulty. Okay. So, um, so who brought something to read? I also didn't get any messages from anybody about readings this mm-hmm. week. I did send you something, but oh, it was about did? five o'clock. Yeah, oh. it was about five o'clock. I didn't sleep well last night, um, oh. and I thought, I'll just lie down for a couple of hours, and I woke up, and it was five o'clock, but don't worry about it. It's okay. Yeah, I, I left home. I was gone for several hours. Yeah. And didn't, I, I, I was gone, too, but I was I more on my sofa. Mm-hmm. I checked my email right before I left too, because I thought, okay, if anybody was going to send anything, they'd have it. I'd have it by now. So, um, okay. Well, does anybody else have anything you want to read? Nope, I didn't write anything. Boy. Does anybody want to talk about nine eleven? Did anybody here write anything about nine eleven ever? I I wrote to friends, you know, and I might have I might have um I I hadn't started my blog back then, but you know that's yeah I, I didn't write anything for people to read. I think I wrote my newspaper column about it, but um, and I I thought. When I sent that message out, I thought about digging through the archives to find that. And then I thought, eh, I'm not going to do that because there'll be so many people who have stuff <laughs> to read. There won't be time for me to read anything. <laughs> so, okay, well, live and learn. So, Becky, how about you with another chapter of that book of yours? Oh, my mystery. 
Okay. Um, I need to, I actually, hold on a second. Um, you've been asking me to read a little, is that what you're mm-hmm. asking? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't sure if you were just asking about it. I am, yes. Or what? No, so I just I'm asking- out my mantis and I'm waiting for it to boot up. So while I'm doing that, I'll just summarize that in the previous chapter, in the first chapter, Donna, who is blind and lives in Minnesota, gets an invitation from her sister to come down and visit them in Florida at Thanksgiving. And um, she doesn't really want to go, but she and her sister um, are the are each other's only blood relatives. And so she she does. And she definitely does not like her brother-in-law, who is um, a shady character in uh, lots of ways. Um, and uh, so she she heads down there and um, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble here. Um, she heads down there and when she gets off the plane, um, someone meets her even though she's expecting her sister to be there. And what happens is when she uh, someone tells her that her sister couldn't come, and when she gets to the place of where they live, she discovers that her brother-in-law has been murdered. Um, and so um, the point we were at the story is when, um, I can't believe I'm so having so much trouble here. Um, uh, she, when she Performance gets, anxiety. Pardon? <laughs> Performance anxiety. No, it's, I, I've got a, never mind. I've got a couple of different uh, files here and I opened the wrong one. Um, She gets down there. She discovers that um, her brother-in-law has been murdered and um, her and she's at the, uh, she, she and her sister are with the policeman at the point when I finished the story. So, um, the problem I'm having is, uh, okay, let's see, uh, with, never mind, stutter, stammer. I wish you weren't recording this. I feel so stupid. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, the, the policeman is talking to them about, about what happened. Um, uh, so... Uh, um, I, I wish I knew better how to re- use this mantis. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I have a, a brilliant. The commands are the same. Um, uh, I think. I, are you Are you having trouble getting back to where the file is? Because I think you go. I, to... I got the file, but I'm trying to find the place where I was. Okay. okay. I'm and actually, to be quite frank, I'm not quite sure where I left off. So, um. Did so anyway? Pardon me for jabbering and going on. Um, well, I would. It, it would be better if you reread a little than skipped. So right. Well, I think you... at some part of my brain, I noticed. Th- okay, so this is when they're sitting on the couch in the manager's office with the policeman. Um, okay. Um, all of this was happening. All. Of, I felt as if all of this was happening to someone in, in the novel I was reading. I took a deep breath and waited for 
Detective Sergeant Greenwood to begin. I found him, Bella said. I found him sitting at the table with his coffee cup in front of him and the newspaper in the way he always spent every morning. She burst out. I thought he do- I thought he dozed off because his head was on the table. But when I talked to him, he didn't do any say anything or say do anything or say anything. Then I gave him a nudge on the shoulder and he he started to fall over. I just screamed and screamed. I didn't know what to do. It was terrible. At some part of my brain, I noticed that she didn't sound grieved, just frightened and horrified. Or maybe grief hadn't had time to set in yet. Hush, Bella, I said, withdrawing my hand from hers and hugging her quivering shoulders. Let the officer finish. Mr. Becker was stabbed in the back of the neck just below the skull with a very thin, very sharp knife called a stiletto. Weren't there any fingerprints? I asked, wondering if real life is anything like the novels I read. Only your sister's. I found it on the floor, Bella exclaimed. I picked it up just because it was there. You know, you always pick up things that are sharp or dangerous or slippery. I remember wondering what it was doing down there. It had blood on it. Had Otis used it as a letter opener and cut himself? That was before I saw him. What happened next, I asked. We'll be interviewing, what happens next? We'll be interviewing people here who know Mrs. Becker and who knew Mr. Becker. They've lived here for three years. Lots of people know them, I'm sure, I commented. Yes, that's true, Greenwood replied. It's going to take a while. In the meantime, you and your sister will be staying in the visitor's cottage since the Becker's residence is now a crime scene. I need to use the ladies, Bella said. Mrs. Everest, will you kindly escort Mrs. Becker? This is a bit unusual because we don't have a policewoman here at the moment. I thought Bella would argue, but she and Katie left the room quietly. What will happen now, I asked. Greenwood rustled papers and his chair squeaked as he leaned back. The stiletto with your sister's prints on it is troubling, but not enough to arrest her, at least not yet. He paused. And then Miss Light, that's Donna's last name. If you don't mind my saying this, I'm concerned about your well-being also. I don't know if I mentioned at the beginning of this that Donna is blind, but if you've heard it before, you know. He cleared his throat and I knew the question was coming, so I saved the trouble by of asking it. I know my sister's house in the street where it's located, but I don't know the whole community. When I visit, I'm I'm with Bella when we go go anywhere. She doesn't like for me to go out alone because of the golf carts. <clears throat> yes, well, I can appreciate that. People don't always look where they're going. And since Bella is the person I come to see, and because I wouldn't think of going to anyone else's house without her, I feel a bit restricted, something I'm not used to. He stopped just as Katie and Bella came back into the room. If you'll excuse me, I'd like to make a call to the station, Greenwood said, getting out of his chair and shoving papers into his briefcase. I'll be back just as soon as I can. After the door closed behind me, we three women sat awkwardly. How was your flight? Bella moved a little farther away on the sofa. Jammed, I said. They're forecasting a blizzard, and we were all worried our flight would get canceled, but we were lucky. Oh, Donna, that would have been terrible. I just can't imagine myself going, getting through this alone. 
I'm glad I'm here too, I said, meaning it. But Bella, you've got friends here. Surely they'll see you through it. I like to think it was true, but I'd been here often enough to know how gossipy and judgmental some people could be. Of course, that's true everywhere, but I didn't want my sister suffering more than she needed to. Would either of you like more ice tea or something else to drink? Katie asked. She went to the kitchen and brought back the pitcher of tea, pouring some for all three of us. Just then Greenwood returned. I'd love some of that too, if you don't mind, he said, resuming his seat and replacing his briefcase. He, he waited until Katie returned from the kitchen. So here's what would happen next, he said. Mrs. Becker, finding your fingerprints on some of this is repetitive, I'm sorry. Stiletto is very troubling. In ordinary circumstances, you and other witnesses would be sent to the, gone to the police station. But given the situation, the ages of the people here, your sister's need to, for someone to be with her, and the unlikelihood that you will leave the area, my superiors and I think we will just bring our work here, interview witnesses and other residents before we decide what to do. I didn't kill him, Bella whimpered. Yes, that's what you said. And I very much like to end all this process, but that's not going to happen. This investigation will proceed though in a slightly different format, shall we say. In order for us to get everything arranged, I'm going to allow you two ladies to go to, to the cottage and rest, whatever you need to do. When my assistants arrive and we've got, our, we've got our office somewhere on this property, we'll be getting in touch, not just with you, but with other residents. In the meantime, I don't want you interacting with anyone else but your sister and Mrs. Everest. Is that clear? Yes, the two of us said at the same time, like two little kids who gotten in trouble with their parents. Okay, shall I, shall I stop? I took so much time fiddling around that. Uh, no, it's okay. You can read a little bit more. All right, chap. This all right in the visitor's cottage. <clears throat> um, let's see. Katie fetched the keys to the visitor's cottage. We gathered up my suitcase and backpack. What will we do about food? I asked when we were we were inside. My stomach growled urgently. The breakfast eaten 14 hours ago had definitely worn off. I've got to run to the grocery for some things, Katie said. If you make a list, I can get things for you. Maybe pick up a pizza. Terrific, I said before Bella could say how unhealthy pizza was, even though I knew she loved it as much as I did. In deference to Otis' cholesterol count, Bella and I had endured various vegetarian concoctions last summer. At least Oda's death would save me from that. We were going to go for, for Thanksgiving, but now Bella's voice quavered. I remember that originally I'd come down for a holiday. What would our lives be like by that day anyway? And what would I be able to get? When would I be able to get home? Not that I love the bitter cold and driving snow, but still. If we can get through the next 48 hours, that's what we need to aim for. We've got to have coffee. I hope this visitor's cottage has a coffee maker, I said, and meant it. Oh, yes, Katie laughed. She took the list and some cash from each of us and handed us the keys to the visitor's cottage. After she left, Bella sank into a rocking chair. Its fierce squeak told me how agitated she felt. She began. I began finding my way around the cottage. An, a modest one for uh, for the, a little house that contained 
two moderate-sized bedrooms, an eating kitchen, a living room with the usual furniture, TV, a desk, and even a piano. In the rocking chair, if Bella continued, would vig so vigorous her vigorous back and forth would end up going through a wall. Donna, sit down. You're making me a, a wreck. I kicked off my shoes and stretched out in the recliner. I found it seemed irreverent somehow to be comfortable, considering Bella was what Bella was going through. Not to mention Otis' death, murder. I mean, but the day was beginning to catch up with me. I didn't do it, Bella exclaimed, bringing my mind back to the, the morning's ordeal. How will we find out who did this, Donna? We've got to. Us? I yanked hard on the control that brought the recliner into the upright position. How in the world do we do that? You don't want to be you don't want me them to take me to jail, do you? But you didn't do it, Bella. You know that. I know that. But what if the police I can't imagine Detective Sergeant Greenwood waiting to put you, an innocent person in jail. But what if what if they can't figure out who did it? My fingerprints are on the, what did you call that thing, knife? A stiletto. Is that Italian? I've never been to Italy, so how could I have gotten one of those? The internet, Bella, or Walmart. She stopped rocking. Oh, God. Oh, no. I shopped there at Walmart, I mean. And her... <clears throat> Her tone brightened, and I saved my receipts. If I show them to Greenwood, that would prove I, I didn't do it. I think, Bella, if you had bought a stiletto at Walmart, you wouldn't have kept the receipt. Oh. <laughs> Did I stop now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was one question I was saving for you from the beginning, but you just now got to it. I was going to ask you, what is a stiletto? I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe it was a shoe. Um, well, a stiletto heel is what you're thinking of, so you're not totally off the mark there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you did get to it there. I think, um, and I, you know, maybe this was in the part from the last time that I don't remember. So if if uh, if it's already there, ignore me. But if not, I think the first time we see the stiletto. I think we should have a really vivid description. Well, they don't have it. Oh. The leaves have it. <clears throat> but, but did they not show it to her when at the beginning on the scene? Um, well, that so I think what I mentioned was that Greenwood says it's a very thin, sharp knife. Okay. So okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. But thanks for um, the thought. So I guess my initial comments are, I like it very much. I'm already, I'm, you know, I'm pulled into the story. Um, I'm getting a feel for the characters. It, your language keeps moving, but I feel like now something else needs to happen to be interesting. You know, that, that, that they're, they're, they're getting comfortable at home but they're done with that now and something something else needs to needs to happen to to spice up the action um but but i like the the the, the, the language you know it 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 flows it, it it's comfortable it's comfortable to hear and and makes me want to hear more 
So what does anybody else have to say? I read a lot of murder mysteries, so I knew what a stiletto was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I like the interaction between the sisters, and I think it's a good thing that um, Donna did come down from the snowy north because her sister sounds like she really needs someone to help her get her act together. And I agree, this is the point where um, the phone needs to ring or they something needs to happen that the chapter ends on some kind, if not a cliffhanger, something that makes you want to progress to the next chapter to know what happened. Um, and whether... Um, whether you want to keep writing it um, as it is or perhaps look at it and break it up into um, chapters from different persons' perspectives, um, it's just a thought um, because that way you can get a lot of information in and... um, keep things moving a little more quickly. Do you but have that overall, the point of view worked out yet, Becky? That's a really actually, good point. I mean, I have to yeah. confess, this is my first draft of it, even though I've talked about it for a long time. And right. I have written a number of pieces from different perspectives just to find out for myself what, who people are and what they think and how they feel. And I have some from the murderer's perspective and some from the guy who is murdered before the murder, his perspective, mm-hmm. mm. and some other people in the That'll community, be because I'm trying to create a web of characters that, you know. Yeah. But so. I do like the um, protagonist's taste in pizza and coffee. I mean, she has her priorities, <laughs> right, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, part of my reasoning for this visitor's cottage scene and a li- there's a little bit more of, of that, is to help get to know them together because before they were th- with the policeman, you know, and I was thinking this way, um, people would get to, she would n- learn a little bit about what Bella's life was like with Otis because they've lived apart for a long time. And, um, but yes, I also feel when I was reading it, a certain kind of sagging in the middle feeling. Yeah, yeah. But I think Sally's got a good point. This is where you could have something happen, have someone, and the phone ringing and someone taking a call with a, you know, sort of a uh, a cliffhanger where, yeah, you know, they say then something that, either, that makes us want to turn Then you could the pick page. it up in the next chapter or start something completely fresh in the new chapter and leave the reader hanging a little more to a further chapter. I always find that really irritating, but it's a good, it's but a it's good a, way to keep... It's a good <laughs> but it's, as a reader, I find it irritating, but it's a good way to keep me um, reading. Reading, um, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Good, I want more. <laughs> yeah, well, so do I. I just... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Becky, because, you know, you've been talking about this for as long as I've been talking about a couple things. So I'm really glad that you're doing it. Yeah. 
it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't, it's not an excuse, but, you know, I, <laughs> when I started, I thought, oh, the, and then you get to the place where you're like, what the hell am I going to do with these people? <laughs> Becky, what what made you pick a murder mystery? Do you read a lot of murder mysteries, or um, you know, was it just a, a genre that appealed to you? Um, well, I like reading them, and then I like reading them, and then one day I was thinking. I don't know, just the idea of these two sisters came to my head about one going down and not really wanting to go and and the other one, you know, really insisting and being kind of patronizing. And mm-hmm. so I just started writing the first chapter. And so that's it. Well, and so something else that you might want to, you know, I don't know if this is accidental or intentional, but a little bit of what you have so far between the sisters kind of gives me the feeling that the blind sister is the smart capable one and the sighted sister is kind of a not so quick on the uptake and yeah if that's where you're intending to go i think that would be really great because that's not something that your average reader is going to expect in characters i agree whether that's deliberate or not, I think you should keep it going. <laughs> yes, I thanks. I think so, too. And the other thing is that the other sister, although she's domineering over her blind sister, her husband was very domineering over her. And now that he's gone, she's kind of like, you know, unstrung, kind of. Yeah. 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 And, and so you say we are going to get to know him. In some, I wrote wrote a couple, some pieces involving uh, the murderer and and him. Uh huh. Because yeah, so the murderer you haven't met yet, and I've got some pieces from his perspective too. Yeah. Start backstory to figure out how they all got together in this community. You know, how did they all get end up in this place? Yeah. So, so Mary, you're awfully quiet. You got anything to? Well, you know, I'm just listening in? and learning because I, I haven't written any fiction, and uh, all I can say is I'm enjoying the story. <laughs> yeah. Well. But but I I I, I agree with um, what Sally and you said about needing you know something to happen about now um so right that's uh, my intent is to just keep writing whatever and then when i get the first draft got all the parts then i can go back and you know take out things and add things and move things around yeah 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 so, so I, I I like to read um, novels that are told from the different points of view, different characters' points of view, as the story progresses. Um, I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah, that's 
That seems to be pretty popular now, too. There have been a lot of books done that way. Yeah. Um, Another thing that's popular is to go back and forth in time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like one generation to another generation or, you know, a few decades before and then tie it all together. Um, mm-hmm. It's popular, but it's it's really effective. And I read a lot of novels like that. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And, and when it's done well, it's 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 really good. It's really, yeah. So, Nikki, are you still here? Yes, I am. But I've been on mute and I've been listening. Okay. Well, so um, do you have any comments to make? Well, I've really enjoyed it. And very often on a on a Saturday between five and six. Um, I will be coming here, but one of the things I wanted to find out, is it the second Saturday of every month? Yes. At five o'clock? Well, five o'clock yeah. San Francisco time. Okay, great. Yeah. I will mark yeah. that down. And I'm going to have to go now anyway, Does it from five to six, okay, because I have to facilitate an inspiring stories group on Well Connected in about two minutes, but I wanted to say goodbye and thank you very much okay. for all of your help and concern. So have great. a great weekend, you guys. Yeah, and thanks so again. thanks. Thanks for being here and send us your information about Well Connected because it sounds interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'll tell you what, I'll just, I'll send you the, I'll send you a copy uh, to Alan um, of the email that I sent to Larry. Okay. Okay. Great. Perfect. But you won't get it for an hour or two because I'm going to be busy on the phone, but I will do it. (laughs) Yeah. But if, if you send it back, you know, reply to him, you, since you've got his message. And, uh, oh, and I'll, definitely. I'll, okay. I'll tell him that it's really for us. Thank you <laughs> very much. Okay. All right. And we great. just started a new session too on September 1st. So that'll be great. Okay. Oh, that's All right. great. Well, Thank thanks you for so being much. here. And I hope you join us again. It's great. Okay. To have and you if you, if you need any information offline, Larry has uh-huh. my phone number. So tell him he can give it to you and okay. you can call me. Great. Okay. okay. Thank great. you so much. Bye, okay. Bye bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. So, Becky, I have a mechanical question for you, which is um, purely selfish, um, because I've sort of been struggling with this sort of thing myself. How physically are you writing it? Are you are you finding, are you composing it on the mantis? Yes. Okay. Well, I started it on my Braille note. Uh-huh. And of course, that is no longer. So now I'm right. using the mantis. Yeah, and I've I haven't gotten to the place where I'm connected to my PC or anything. Uh huh. But um, but I'm just doing doing it this way. Yeah. Well, that's why I got the the brilliant because I thought maybe I would write more freely with just a freewheeling braille display, and not the pressure of all the computer stuff so it's yeah so and i've done a little bit but not much so it, it's it's well, good I, I haven't done that much either about a month uh, a couple of month a couple of days ago um mystic access put out uh an email uh and i think it's on their podcast about their documentation for the mantis um, oh, there's things uh-huh. i don't know how to do and it annoys me because i'm so used to knowing with the brain, right. you know, right. so I'm going to work on that. But they also have one for the BI 40. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'll need it. Um, well, maybe I will, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm 
maybe we'll see. I, I think I'm doing, I'm doing okay with it. Um, the one thing that's messing me up or there's something that's going on that I don't understand with braille codes. Like if I write something that's not UEB, all of a sudden I have 40 cells of gibberish. Have you had that happen? Well, on mine, you can set the braille you want, like E A E B A E. You know, you can. Yeah. Choose. So maybe yeah. I think on the BI, you can too. And maybe I just haven't set the braille profile. That could be exactly what's going on. Because I know the other day I was trying to write something. I was just, it was just a little note to myself that had a lot of dollars in it. And oh. every, <laughs> I would write dollar sign, number, point, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I would have 20 or 30 characters of superscript, blah, blah. You know, I, I don't know. I couldn't. Well, of course, I, the dollar sign is different from UEB. So. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyway. So cool. Well, keep it going. Um, well, does anybody else have anything? that you can share. Sally, I'm really sorry I didn't get your poem in time, but to go get don't, it right don't, now. It's, don't worry okay. about it at all. Okay, okay. Well, we'll have it for next time. <laughs> or something else. We'll have it and something else. How's that? Yeah. So. Well, I'm sorry, Sally. You ought to have, I don't know how you do your um, reading for this, but I, I didn't expect to read because I did the same thing. I fell asleep and it one minute to five, I woke up and thought, oh, so I didn't get anything ready to read because I didn't think, you know, I thought, well, there'll be other people with stuff to read. So, Well, yeah, I, I'm i in kind of an odd situation. I'm in my late 60s, but I had a stroke when I was a baby, oh. and then I lost most of my vision when I was 50. It went slowly from delayed onset retinopathy of prematurity. And because of the stroke, I have really severe visual-spatial difficulties. So learning Braille was not an option for me. I, learning Russian would have been easier. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, so I, I have never learned Braille. I've tried a couple times, and then I decided I didn't need to torture myself at this point in my life. That's right. It would make my life easier in that I could come into these meetings and read things, but, um, you know, at the risk of sounding politically incorrect, I can live with where I am right now. <laughs> that um, sounds very well, politically correct. Well, that's right. We need an hour a month, though there may be other times you want to read. But in terms of your day-to-day -day life, that's the most important, you know, that's what you've got to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a, a laptop. I use system access. The only thing I think Braille might be helpful for me is maybe labeling spices, but um, you know, I can deal with that. Um, you know, I don't well, mean to sound flippant, but it, it's not no. it's not easy for me, and a lot of people, you know, just don't understand why everybody who's blind doesn't learn Braille. All but right. you know, there, there are good reasons. Yeah, you find ways of handling yeah. it without Braille. I mean, it's yeah, not uh, it's not the and, only way. There's more than it, one way to skin a cat, right? Oh, don't use that expression. 
well, let's, uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. um, but, you know, in this particular group, I mean, this is a good group because there are a couple of us who are really fluent Braille readers who are, I mean, I'm happy to read anybody's stuff. And right. I just, you know, so I would just say in future, maybe I'll put a little cutoff time in my messages to say, send it to me by this hour because I won't be looking at my computer. Because I typically, I sometimes run these meetings from my computer, but usually I just take, I want to relax with you all too. And so I, I usually am doing it from my phone and it's nice to be, I'm at my computer so many hours every day of the week that it's nice when I can just yeah. chill chill out and not be at it and so so what I do usually when you send me you or anybody send me things to read I transfer them from the computer to a braille display and then I just take the braille display into the living room with that's, me and that's get what comfy. I figured yeah 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 so um anyway um oh but I I just have to say as a little aside when I have my little outburst of more than one way that there are a lot of old expressions that have really horrible connotations to them and more than one way to skin a cat is one of them but I like the expressions just not the the ugly part and it ironically we were talking about our special earlier and I I wrote my column for our special this afternoon and the title of it is more than one way <laughs> oh, yeah not to skin a cat just more than right. one way and, and when i when i wrote it i thought some people are going to mentally fill in to skin a cat <laughs> and i hate that expression and i wonder if really? i should talk about how i hate that expression and i decided i wasn't going to do that just don't mention for it for you cuz i don't but, like it yeah. either and i don't want to hear i mean i people say it and i probably said it but but i don't like it either well i'm sorry well, the sorry. other one is you know like killing, killing two birds with one stone you too. know i don't want to kill any birds with any stone no. so <laughs> but I do like accomplishing two tasks with one gesture, you know, so <laughs> um, anyway. So, okay, well, does anybody have any any other burning writing related news you want to share? Wish I did. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I've shared enough already. I don't. I just have uh, lots of, you know, aspiration. <laughs> so, okay. Well, it's good to hear all your voices and um, see you here next month. Well, you all have Take a care, day. ladies. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 For the roses, Sally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye.